is election season. That means the buzz is in the air. It kind of feels electric outside. It's a very hot button issue. I, I would say this is the most hot button in my lifetime, which I haven't been voting for that long. Would you say it's the most in your lifetime or was there another time that was this intense? Jordan, I think this is the most important election perhaps in my life. And I've been voting in presidential elections since 1972. Now, uh, when I was able to vote, the law was different than it is today. The law was in those days that you had to be 21 mm -hmm. before you could vote. And uh, it's, it's changed. I, I think that was a mistake that the country yeah. made because I don't think a, a typical 18-year-old has the maturity right. to make those kinds of decisions yeah. for our nation. But nevertheless, it is what it is. But, it's but this, this to me, this is the most important election that we've ever had. I think it's easy as someone who's 18, I know when I was 18, like y you got into it a little, but you didn't, at least for me, I didn't necessarily know all of the facts and all of the issues. And now as an adult, I'm very well versed in exactly what things mean. Jordan, when I was 18 year old, I was a freshman in college and yeah. a freshman in college. I had bigger fish to I fry. Think, <laughs> I don't think I knew what made it get dark at night. <laughs> I just wasn't elections, very smart. Elections, I got, I got more important things to do. Or you just got stuff that's like, oh, you, you kind of pick your favorite or the one that, you know, the popular vote is going for or something. It, it's different as you get older where you really see the impact of what one side or another side or certain issues or certain you know voting directions do for your life for your country for your state for your city for your economy for everything as an adult you really see what those votes truly mean in the world and this election whew, this is going to be a humdinger one of the saddest commentaries is the fact that in the last election in 2016, there were 54 million Christians that did not take the time to go and vote. To me, that is not only a tragedy, to me, that's a sin. I, coming from a family like this one, I mean, that wouldn't happen in our house, but no, I, I did I, know I, a lot of people. I, I personally had friends. Yeah, I no, raised we did girls that. differently than it's that. It's our civic duty. It's your responsibility to vote. I mean, that was what we heard growing up. So we, well, of course I went. And if you don't vote, you really are voting. You're letting someone yeah. else vote for you. By not voting, you're voting. Like that's, it's, it, not voting doesn't exist because in the end, you're still voting, especially as Christians in the minority. Your vote is so important. And extenuating circumstances aside, if you are able to vote and well, you don't, you are not doing your civic duty. And the typical excuse is, well, my vote doesn't really count. That well, what if everybody said that? My true. vote doesn't count. That's not true. Right. Every vote matters. Yeah, and not just every single vote, but that mentality is the problem. Yeah. Sure, if we were to actually look on paper. Complacency. One person not voting out of 54 million Christians, okay, fine, that one vote probably in the big picture doesn't count, but that's not what it's about. It's the mentality, it's the complacent mentality. It's the mentality that, Oh, well, it doesn't matter what happens or it doesn't matter what I do. What's going to happen is going to happen. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think what's going to happen is going to happen. We vote to send things in a certain direction, to make those choices. We have that freedom and liberty in this country to vote. We live in a country where we can make those decisions. The fact that we're sitting on our hands is our own fault. Jordan, there was a group that, that rose up in America, I believe, in the late 70s, and they called it the silent majority. Well, this isn't the time for the silent majority. This is time for the silent majority to become vocal. It's time yeah. to speak out. I've been saying things on television or on Facebook that I never thought I would say, but God told me to say it. And I have to be obedient. I have to do what God said. Uh, I, I've been telling people how I'm gonna vote. Yeah, 
And, and I've never done that before. No, you've, uh, we always I've never knew. I've my job, but, it, yeah. but God says, I want you to do it. Yeah. I want people to know where you stand. In the family, it was something obviously we knew, but outside of that, it was not something you ever told, you know, unless someone directly asked you. You would never go tell someone anything else well, because it's, you, you just kind of never did. I, I would never say it publicly, but God said it's time to say it. It's time for the silent majority to become vocal. Well, that's what, that's what the whole point of this election is. So it's going to be so interesting because this is the time that the silent majority is no longer silent. And I think the silent majority, it's easy because as Christians, we're in the minority to want to keep your mouth shut and not stir the pot. But if we don't stand up, who's going to do it? Let me pause the conversation for a moment to say that we're offering a special PDF to go along with this podcast. It's a free download. Just click the link in the description or go to oralroberts.com bookstore to download it. Now let's get back to our teaching. Jordan, I am not going to vote for someone who supports abortion. Nope, neither will I. It's a, it's, a, it's a tragedy in our nation. 60 million babies have been aborted. It's a sin. Life begins at conception. You can read that clearly in the Bible, in, in, in the book of Psalms. And I'm not going to vote for someone or, or their party that wants to defund our police and defund our security forces and defund our military. Because if you do, you're going to have anarchy in the streets. Yep. I'm not going to vote for someone who wants open borders because there are people who have another agenda who want to come in and destroy everything that America stands for. Right. I'm not going to vote for someone who wants to have, a, have an estrangement with the nation of Israel. Because the Bible says, if you bless Israel, I'll bless you. If you curse Israel, I will curse you. I will not vote for someone who wants to make America a socialist nation. I won't do it. That's not of God. Uh, I've been telling people that socialism is like communism without a gun. Didn't work in Russia, didn't work in Venezuela, didn't work in Chile, didn't work in Cuba. It's not working in China. Think not going to work here. For someone of your generation, it's easy to feel that way. Not easy, but probably easier to be in that position. Someone in my I've got generation, experience. you've got experience, you're older, you're from another generation, but people my age, it's hard to be in the minority that doesn't agree with what's popular and what's cool. And putting Christianity aside, it's, it's not cool to go against whatever most people believe. And in my age group, I am the severe minority. Well, this but is, that's not what the Bible says, and I have to do what I feel is right. Jordan, this is not about being cool. I, I agree, I agree, but in, in the circles today, you are outright persecuted but if you don't agree with what the majority agrees with. Historically, Jordan, those people who have gone against the grain of popular opinion are the ones who made a difference in this nation. Well, I think that may be what it comes down to. Do you want to participate in the majority and going with the grain and not upsetting the apple cart or, or do you want to make a difference or there do you were, want to you know go with your convictions do you want to do what's right there were you? those in the late 1700s who wanted nothing to do with a rebellion to start a new nation founded upon god and his word there were those who wanted to keep their ties with great britain and go ahead and allow them to per to perpetrate on the american colonists taxation without representation 
And that's what that Tea Party was about in Boston mm -hmm. in those years. There was those who wanted nothing to do with that, but men like George Washington and John Adams and Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin, they stood up for what was right. It was against the grain, but we have a nation because of men like that. And it's easy for people, especially nowadays, to knit. And some of them were Christians and some of them were. That's where I was going, actually, to nitpick at those people because of their imperfections and their flaws and their mistakes. People are imperfect. We're all imperfect. I'm imperfect. You're imperfect. No one's perfect. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater, essentially, and and throw away all of the good that was done yeah, by and, imperfect and people to tear is down, wrong. And to tear down a statue because a man made a mistake. Does that mean that they were inherently good? He did something good? he shouldn't have done. No. Some of them probably were terrible people. 200 years ago. Uh, it, it, it had nothing, but this isn't about were they good men or not. Are we turning them into saints? No. Are we happy about the result that came and the America that we have now and the religious freedom and liberties that we yeah. have because and of what they did? Yes. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, I'm not trying to, uh, to vote for a pastor to be president. You know, that's what I always say to people. They're I want like, a leader who lead this nation and stand up for godly values. I, I've got a pastor. I don't need another pastor. I say that all the time and people look at me like I'm crazy. Christians look at me like I'm crazy, but he's not, he's just, he's not the kind of man I'd want as my pastor. Well, yeah, duh, like, isn't that the point? You know. I, I know a lot of wonderful pastors that I wouldn't want leading the country. Absolutely not. Even though they're good men or good women, I don't want them leading the country because that's not their area of expertise and that's not what they're called to do. But the people who are called to lead this nation, maybe they wouldn't make good pastors, but that's okay because that's not what they're called to do. King Cyrus in the Bible <laughs> was not a believer in God, <laughs> but he shifted an entire nation and helped them to rebuild mm. the walls in Jerusalem. King Cyrus gave favor to the people of God. Remember that. That's a great point because it's not about whether or not they agree with you in every sense of your Christian belief. It's about will they protect the freedoms and liberties yeah. that your Christianity it's not, desires. Yeah. It's not who's right, it's what's right. And it has and nothing it's time to, do, to do what's right. It has nothing to do with male or female or you skin know, color. You know, Jordan, it has nothing to do with that. I, 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 hear this, I hear this from people all the time. Well, you know, when uh, they say, well, uh, when George W. Bush was in office, well, he wasn't my president. Well, if you were an American when George W. Bush was in the White House, then yes, he was. He was your president. And you had a responsibility to pray over him. I heard people say, well, Barack Obama was not my president. Oh, if you were alive and you were an American citizen when Barack Obama was in the White House, then yes, he was your president. And you had a responsibility to pray over him. And I hear people today, well, Trump is not my president. Well, <laughs> if you're alive. And you're an American. I got news for you. He is your president. That's really such a And you've got a responsibility phrase. to pray over him. The Bible says we are commanded to pray for those in leadership positions. Whether you Kings like them or not. And whether, you're, whether you like them is immaterial. Okay. You're required by, by, by the Bible to pray for them. Absolutely. That's why I'm calling America to pray over this election. And then faith without works is dead. You got to have some action to your faith. You can't just stay home in your prayer closet and pray. Thank God for the prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. But then yep. get up off your keister and vote. You have to. It's your, it's your did responsibility. Did I just say that? Is that you, right? you did. I'm I cleaned, not sure, I cleaned that but, up. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I cleaned that up just for you. Well, thanks. Thanks <laughs> just for me. But, but the, the message is, is absolutely right. It is our duty. It's our job to vote. And if you're not going to get out and vote, then you don't have any right to complain about the things that you don't like. That's the thing that, 
people, oh, I can, they hate the president, I complain about this. Oh, well, did you vote for the other guy? Oh, no, I didn't vote. Well, then, how do you get off complaining about it if you didn't participate? I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense. If you participated and lost and you didn't like the guy who won, I get where you're coming from. But if you're not going to get out there and vote, you don't get to complain about it. And you don't get to be upset when you watch our Christian liberties stripped. It's, it's the little red hen. Luckily, I'm, you didn't, I'm too young you for didn't, this. I don't know this. You didn't. Oh, it's a children's story. You didn't when gather. When was it published? You didn't way, way back there. Uh, you exactly. Didn't, that's the thing. You didn't gather the wheat. You didn't crack the wheat. You didn't cook it. You didn't make the bread. You don't get to eat it. And that's how <laughs> a lot of people want someone else to do all that work for them and then eat the bread. But that's not how it works. That's not, that's not, that's not the way things in life work. And that's certainly not the way this country was founded. Whether it was founded by men who you fundamentally agree with or don't agree with or were good or bad people is immaterial. This is the greatest nation in the world and no one can convince me otherwise because I'm allowed to be a Christian and say that on, on YouTube. I'm allowed to say that out loud. I'm allowed to say it in the streets because we have the freedoms and the liberties to do so. But we only have those freedoms and liberties if we get out there and vote for the people to protect them. John Lennon once wrote a song. The words were, imagine there's no heaven. Imagine, just imagine for a moment, America without you having the right to be free. Imagine for a moment a country that's locked down, that has control of your money, of your health, of your very soul. Imagine what that suppression and repression would be like. I can't imagine, I don't ever want to imagine what an America like that would be. Oh, I yeah. want freedom, freedom in this nation. Freedom to be a Christian, freedom to, to say it God, out loud. To worship God the way I feel. That's what, that's what the people who came to America wanted. That's they what makes wanted America the great. freedom. That's what makes America great. That, that is what America is. That, that's, that, that is the purpose of its founding. And they can talk about us overseas all they want, but every one of them wants to be an American. They all want to apply for visas and passports. They're awfully interested in what's going on here. There's, the world, there's the a reason. Watching. There's a reason. The world's watching. This is a special nation. It's a special country. Christians, and we are a special people. Christians, I'm calling on you. I'm calling you to prayer over this election. Get out of your Bible and look at, the, look at the platforms of different candidates and see how they line up with the Word of God. And then go to the polls and vote. Yep. You have to. Discharge your responsibility. That's the only way. Put that way. sticker on that says, I voted. <laughs> it's the only way we can protect the freedoms and liberties that we have as Christians. It's our job, it's our duty, you gotta do it. It's no fun to stand in line and wait and blah, 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 it, it's a hassle. It's one day, it's worth it. It's worth it to go, it's worth it to stand in line and wait and it's a hassle that is worth it. As an American, you have that right and you have that freedom to vote, you gotta use it. Well, you know, Jordan, you can sit on the freeway in your car for an hour. I try not to, but. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you may have to stand in line to vote for an hour, but. It's a lot more important voting. It's important. It's time well spent. Thanks for tuning in today. I know the election is a hot topic and I know some people are not gonna like what was said and I respect our difference of opinion and I respect that we can have a difference of opinion and still say it out loud because that's what makes America so great. We'll see you next time. 
Get out there and vote. Do your civic duty. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link in the description for your free download. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. We'll see you next time here at Richard Roberts ORM.